Blog Talk Radio. Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, the end of the week program brought to you by Solar City, your source of clean energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, and I'm on every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Blog Talk Radio Network, the Cyber Station USA Network, and our radio affiliates. And we are bringing you today's hot new upcoming musical artist. At 2.05 Eastern today, singer-songwriter Vicki Bly joins with her new album, Silver Flyer. And at 2.30 p.m., the L.A.-based power couple known as Polaris Rose. So you don't want to miss this. And keep in mind, this is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, so you can call in and talk with them. 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. Or you can email your questions. You know, you're sitting there at work with your headphones on. You can email questions and comments to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. I think we're going to have the uh, the chat room up uh, in a few minutes, so you'll be able to log into the chat room at Blog Talk Radio, or you can um, you know hit us on Twitter. We're, we're at at sign Music Friday Live. Don't forget the hashtag Music Friday. We have to, but right now we've got a break for a quick message, and when we come back, I have a little bit of. Um, well, maybe disturbing news from you if you use an iPod for your music. Don't go away. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, your host here at Music Friday Live, and let me ask you a question. Have you ever tried to play a song on your iPod and you've gotten an error message that it can't be found? Well, I have, and I've wondered, you know, why? I, you know, I downloaded a song from SoundCloud or an artist's website or someplace like that and put it in iTunes, and everything seemed to be fine. Well, we may know why now, because the BBC is reporting that Apple has been accused by lawyers from other services in a court case dealing with the deletion of songs from rival services from some iPods over the past 10 years. That's right. Lawyers accuse Apple of sending a message to users to do a factory reset as a security measure. But in the process, when people sync their iPods, the security measure, quote-unquote, erases songs that were not downloaded from iTunes. Now, this is what the court was told. We don't know if this is true, but this is what the court was told. Now, Apple said, well, you know, this is a security measure. It's a legitimate security measure. We, we don't want stuff coming into iPods that didn't come from an official Apple site. You know that Apple has this, this little closed world of their own, which has an advantage of keeping out hackers and malware and stuff like that. But the lawsuit is claiming that this is really Apple trying to lock down the iPod and the iTunes market starting in about 2007 by eliminating songs from iPods that didn't come from iTunes. Now, Apple's security director, Austin Farugia, said that the company's attempt to keep iPods clear of any non-iTunes music was done to protect consumers from hackers and malicious content. Okay, all right, fine. Um, you know, I mean, he said that there's an error message that appears when users try to sync the content of an iPod to an iTunes account that didn't that contain non iTunes stuff in it. And he also said, Yeah, you know, the message you get is kind of vague because you know, we don't want to confuse users with too much information. Well, I'd like some of that information, thank you, Mr. Apple, Mr. Augustine uh, Ferugia. I want to know if you are deleting songs from my iPod. You know, otherwise I may have to go 
buy a different kind of a, a music device uh, to listen to my music and use a different source rather than iTunes. The bottom line here is that when you download a song from a source other than iTunes, you should store it permanently on your hard drive and then copy it to iTunes. That way, if iTunes you know, continues to do this, if they win the lawsuit, you'll still have all of your music. Okay? We have to take a break right now, and when we come back, we are going to hear the Silver Flyer. Don't go away. You are listening to Music Friday Live. Cyber Station USA is the future of radio. Get your business into the online future at the world's largest internet radio station. From banner placement on our homepage to any of our broadcaster stages, commercials on our video player, audio spots on any of our shows, or at the beginning of any of our on-demand broadcasts. Cyber Station USA offers competitive rates with a worldwide reach, a fully integrated one-stop shop social media broadcast platform. For more information, please contact our sales department at Cameo at CyberStationUSA.com. I'm back. This is Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host here at Music Friday Live. And, of course, that was a uh, commercial message from one of our carriers. That's Blog Talk Radio. And if you're interested in doing a little advertising with them, you should get in touch with them. They're good people. They're out there in Boston. And, uh, like I say, they're really good people. And, again, I am Patrick O'Heffernan, host of Music Friday Live. And I want to welcome all of our listeners from around the uh, the country on radio stations want to say special hi, shout out to our listeners at KSKQ-FM in Ashland, Oregon. They've got that great big new tower, which means that they can be heard all over the place, and all those great students there at uh, the university are listening. And um, I want to say uh, that this is your show, so don't forget, you can call us. You can talk to our guests, 424, uh, no, we've got a a call-in guest number, that's 347-215-7511. 347-215-7511. And after show, check out our website, musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. I'm going to put up some new reviews today. You know, we've kind of been off. It's been Thanksgiving vacation. Haven't been writing the reviews, but, but actually we did post a few new ones. Well, I have known Victoria Blythe now for a number of years, but mostly in the context of her band Calavaris, which she formed with her husband, Greg Beatty, in 1992. Well, you know, a few years have passed since then, and Calavaris has released three albums, a number of singles, and it's played many, many, many concerts. Victoria has recently released a solo album whose mesmerizing music tells us instantly why she has been described as Joni Mitchell meets Nora Jones. Well, I had the privilege of seeing her recently live, accompanied by my old friend Walter Strauss on the guitar, And I knew I had to bring my listeners, you all out there, the joy of Victoria Blythe and her new album, The Silver Flyer. Victoria, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hi, Patrick. Thanks. Nice to be here. Well, Victoria, this is a big album, 13 songs, and it's beautifully packaged in a CD case with a lyrics book and some great artwork on it. And there's a lot of supporting musicians and backup vocals by Greg. And I mean, this is really a great project and it feels like it was a labor of love. How much labor was involved? Was this a long time coming? It was, it was too long, I think, <laughs> but um, <laughs> we, we did finish it finally. Um, it ha- it started a few years ago. We went down to UC Santa Cruz and recorded the first set of tunes in the piano room down there of all places. And, um, we had uh, about five tunes, and so we kind of got a little EP done, and then we well, life got in the way and took a little break and um, came back and finished it, you know, the last year. And uh, so it was a little bit of a, a labor of love for sure and took a while to happen, but we got it done finally. Well, let's, let, let's, uh, let's listen to a bit of the, the title song here uh, so our audience can get a feel for the precision and beauty that all of that work produced. This is Silver Flyer. Over a sea of darkness in his heart And he thought that he would try her Only to see she could give him one last start
the name Silver Flyer. Uh, I, I think of a passenger train from my youth, all silver and streamlined with the window lights glowing in the night moving across mm-hmm. the country. But your Silver yeah. Flyer sort of rises in the air and you ask it not to fly at night. So so what or yeah. who is the Silver Flyer? Well, this song is that one that Greg and I co-wrote together and he started the song. He kind of had these lyrics that he had sort of... Um, you know, it's come through to him. And so in this song, it, it, initially when I read the lyrics, it was, you know, about a man and a woman in a difficult relationship. You know, she, the woman is the silver flyer, basically. She is light, and um, he is, the man is the darkness that's pulling her down. But then I was working on the music, and I, I um, came back to Greg, and I said, you know, this is an amazing song about the ego and the soul. And he kind of looked at me and said, well, I think it's just about a man and a woman, but... So the song actually can be, you know, it can mean different things to different people. But I love the song, and um, I love his writing. I love his lyrics. So the song, it kind of had some personal meaning to me, so that it's the one that ended up first on the album. I felt like it was something we did together, something that was uh, felt like it was who I was. And so I would put it first so that people would kind of know this is who I am. Well, it, uh it certainly is wonderful, uh, and there's some more wonderful songs here. I'm going to play another one, and uh, this is called Blind, and it's a very intriguing song. Let me let me just play a bit of it and come back and talk about why this is so intriguing. There's a hole in me where for a Beautiful, and, and you know that actually sounds like a jazz song, like a, like a torch song. It, it has the the story of a blues song, but it doesn't have a blues arrangement. Now, I, I assume Greg wrote that specifically for your voice—that is, to give you an opportunity to go soft and then to belt. That's is, right. Is that, is it, it, okay, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, were, were you in on the, Were you in on the songwriting? I, no, he wrote this song. I sat down and worked on it, you know, sort of um, where the song would go, you know, melodically, you know, as it built, built to the end. But he wrote the song, and, um, you know, it was, it's a beautiful song. And we had, Sam Bevan arranged the song for us. Sam Bevan's my bass player. And, um, you know, it took some work to kind of get what we wanted to go with it, but, you know, it does change keys in the middle to kind of give it a... Strangely, it actually changes keys, but it goes down a whole step, but it gives it a lift at the end because, you know, I, I've altered the melody to kind of bring it up. And um, I just, it's one of my favorite songs to sing. It's just got a lot of heart to it. You know, I certainly can relate to the story, having been a woman dating, you know, in my 20s, some years ago. I, I was going to say, I've known you and, so. and Greg for a long time. You seem to be pretty happily married for all those years. Yes. Yes, this is not certainly not about uh, anything that's happened to me in the last few years, but um, I think I, a lot of people I know can relate to this um, who've gone through this kind of thing. So, all right, we're we're talking to uh, Victoria Bly about her new album, The Silver Flyer, and you can talk to her too. You can call in at three four seven two one five seventy five eleven, or you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail dot com. Music Friday Live at Gmail dot com. Well, Vicky, you've been singing since kindergarten. In fact, 
if I recall, you were, I don't recall, but I recall learning that you were recorded when you were in kindergarten for a school play. Then you went on, you studied classical and jazz voice, and you've been performing since yeah. you were a teenager and writing songs since you were 12. So why yeah. has it taken so long for you to produce a solo album? That's a great question. Um, you know, I, I think I, I've always loved music, and I knew I was a singer when I was young. I never really thought about that as a viable profession. I mean, that seems strange, but I kind of grew up in a family that was very practical. You know, we had scientists. My dad was a physicist. I just thought that, you know, um, I needed to have a job that was something I could earn a living at. <laughs> So I had been into science. I worked in uh, biotech for many years. I was working in cancer diagnostics. So I kind of got distracted from it. But I always had the music on the side. I always was, you know, working um, professionally at just even a small level. I was doing weddings. I was singing torch songs with uh, a piano player I used to work with. So I I was still doing it, but it never really occurred to me that I should, um, you know, go farther until I met Greg, and we kind of became a partnership, as you can see. Uh, we met through music. We uh, we were married, and then very soon after we were married, we formed the band Calaveras. And we've helped each other with our writing. My writing has improved a lot since we've been together. We've done, you know, writing, songwriting classes with Steve Seskin. So, you know, it just took me a while to kind of feel like I could do this. Yeah, I had the skills, you know, that I wanted to, to pursue it. And then I, you know, I got a lot of encouragement from um, people in the industry and from my family. So, yes, it has taken me a long time to do this, but um, finally got it done. And um, we've actually still doing Calaveras as well, though. We have a new Calaveras album hopefully coming out next year. So this is um, these songs on this album are songs that really weren't part of Calaveras, but, uh, you know, were more... Uh, close to my heart and close to the style that I, um, you know, have developed over the years. So well, that's kind of how it, where it's gone. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it did. Uh, along the way in there, you have said and, and you've written that uh, your favorite instrument is the viola. But unless it went by really fast, uh, I don't hear a viola <laughs> on this album. D- did I miss it or have you put down the viola no. for a while? No, I actually still play the viola. The funny thing is I had really planned to have it somewhere on this album, and of all things, you know, it didn't make it. I had two songs, one one's called Coming Home that's on the album that I thought I'd put strings on, and another one called The Deep, and I was going to try to put strings on the, both of those songs, but it just, the album took a long time to do. It was labor-intensive, and I got kind of got to the point where, you know, we were really out of time. We needed to pull it together. So I never got the viola put onto this album, but it is on the <laughs> It's on the last Calaveras album, Green Girl. And, okay, um, all right. Well, speaking yeah. of the viola, I, I just have to ask you this. Um, uh, I, I don't. I'm not a chamber music fan, which is how I associate the viola. But I, I am a fan of, of a great LA-based band here in Los Angeles called We Are the West that uses, among other instruments, two violas, mm-hmm. one acoustic oh, wow. and one electric. Have you ever played huh? the electric viola, and what do you think of them? You know, I have never played the electric viola, although I think it's very interesting to try diff- different styles and different sounds on the same instrument. So it's not something I would, I mean, it was something I would certainly would consider doing. I just, I play so many different instruments that, you know, adding another one to the uh, mix is kind of <laughs> a little bit challenging, <laughs> although it's really the same instrument, just a different sound. Okay, but I have thought right. about actually adding electric, you know, to... Um, our sound. I don't know about Calaveras, but this I think the sound I have in this album, this kind of music, kind of, you know, could be good for this. Well, actually, we've gotten some emails in while we've been talking uh, about that particular topic, so why don't I, I read these emails here. Uh, okay. Raul in Los Angeles um, says, what an incredible voice. Where has she been? We need to see her live. Um, I just did see you live in L.A., but do you have any more plans to, to solo live or going on tour? Uh, yes, but I, that's still in the works. It's um, We're working on bookings for 2015 to promote the album. Um, hopefully there will be a trip to L.A. I'm not sure if it will be. It will probably, probably be later in the year. And there will be a trip to the southwest, to um, probably to Telluride, um, maybe a trip to the east coast. But the best way to find out is to sign up on my website, Victoria Blythe, that's B-L-Y-T-H-E dot com, 
if you sign up um, on my email list, I send out emails to announce uh, concerts and upcoming events. And I'm not, I don't send out a whole lot of emails, so I don't try to, you know, overwhelm people. Okay. Um, well, there there you are, the Raul. Way. Uh, Raul, uh, sign up on the email list. You'll get a notice of when she's in L.A., and, of course, we'll let you know, too. Now, um, Soribas in um, San Diego, there's a great name, Soribas, wants Mm. to know, uh, what do you call your music? Are you jazz or folk or what? Oh, you know, that's an interesting question because we've had a really hard time figuring out the marketing for this album. Uh, We have a radio promoter. Uh, Crystal Ann with MM Music, and they've been great. But the album is really a blend, and so finding the market for it has been a little challenging. It's, um, I would say, really a strong mix of folk and jazz together, and then there's a pop element to it. But I probably my roots here would be in folk. Well, it's hard to say folk and jazz because those are the styles I grew up with. Um, well, I, I would say that, that your market is people who love beautiful music. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> which, you. <laughs> All right. Howie in Las Vegas uh, asked, you said you you play a lot of instruments. What instruments do you play? Well, I play a whole bunch of instruments. Um, none of them really well is what I say, but um, my main instrument is my voice. But I, I studied piano. I play guitar. In our, my band, Calaveras, we have to pass instruments around when it's just the three of us. So I play guitar, bass, uh, fiddle. Viola, I have played mandolin, I play a Native American flute. So there's a lot of different things I've picked up um, over the years. So, you know, I try to add them in when I can. Okay. We are um, uh, going to to hear a little bit of that. uh, But I've got uh, a couple more emails here. So the the next one uh, is from New York City, and it's from Randall9710, and apparently he heard you say East Coast, and he wants to know where in the East Coast. Please come to New York City, he says. So there you are. You don't have to answer that. Just come to New York City, okay? Okay. All right. I've got a I've got one of your songs up here that I really love. Uh this is actually my favorite song on the album. Well, not my favorite, but one that I listen to a lot. This is I've Got You. I feel good. Just like I knew that I would. I feel good. Just like I knew the James Brown song, but uh, uh, obviously you've got a rather interesting arrangement on it. Uh, well, tell us where that arrangement came from. Yeah, that I, you know, I wanted to put a cover on the album, but I was having a really hard time figuring out what to do. It was driving everybody nuts. I was asking all my friends and family and band members, and finally Greg came up with this idea to do this James Brown song. I thought, oh, that's, you know, that's taking on a lot. I mean, for heaven's sakes, you know, a James Brown song was famous, amazing, you know, soul singer with this famous song. But um, Sam Devon came up with the bass arrangement, and it was very cool. And so I worked on the vocal, you know, what what would um, make this song really, you know, personal to me and uh, go with my style. And so that's kind of what we came up with. We went to the studio one day, and Sam just laid it down. I kind of sang along, and that's the result. Well, it's a great result. Uh, we've got um, uh, an, an email here from somebody I think who knows you, and this is from Margaret Allen, and she says, Hi, Vicki, loving to hear you on the show. Do you want to mention Olivia's contribution? Who's Olivia? Oh, yes, my daughter Olivia, Olivia Beatty, um, had a couple of contributions to this album. One is she sang that beautiful backup vocal on Silver Fire. That's my daughter singing. She's got a wonderful voice. She's 19 years old. And she also painted the uh, bird and the thorns that are in the front of the CD cover. She's a very talented artist. She's studying art 
in school in college right now. So well, thank you, Margaret, gonna, for, uh, for for bringing that up. We obviously we, we have a, a mother on the air who doesn't want to. Uh, to be overweening about promoting her daughter, who, and her daughter really, uh, really deserves the promotion. Uh, I wanted to ask you uh, about your voice. You said you had voice training. Um, you seem to have an uncanny ability to skate right at the limit of your pitch on the highs, but never go over it. In, in the high registers, you have extremely precise control. Does that take a lot of work? Do you have to really think about that, or does it just come natural? Yeah, actually, it's it's natural in the high range for me. It, in fact, it it was a problem for me. I think earlier in my singing career that I wanted to sing high all the time, <laughs> and um, you know, I had people tell me, "Why don't you sing lower?" You know, uh, because high was just so uh, easy for me and so natural. And I've actually had to work harder on singing, lowering my voice, singing in the lower range. I've always had a fairly big vocal range. And in classical music, it was much easier for me to integrate that range to go from the low to the really high. But to get, you know, the stylistically, the, the sound I've wanted, you know, as folk, in folk and jazz and pop, I have, I've had to work at the lower range to um, bring that out. And for this album, I worked on that. I wanted to get more into my lower range. But of course, you still hear a lot of the high. You know, Silver Flyer. Uh, oh yeah, and, and and we love the highs. Uh, I've got a, another uh, song of yours uh, queued up here that I think will give everybody a, a good look at or a good listen to all of your ranges. This is the way you look at me. Walk into a crowded room. There's something in the air before I even. I know I shouldn't look your way I feel the urge I try to fight But like Persephone in Hades, babe I can't resist that first bite The you look at me And my careful line in there. It says, uh, but like Persephone in Hades, babe, I can't resist that first bite. Uh, could you explain that line to our listeners who may not have studied Greek myth- mythology in high school the way I did? Yeah, well, that was um, from, this is written by my husband, Greg, by the way, who is you know, a philosophy major at Stanford and a, a lawyer from Harvard. So um, anyway, that uh, the Persephone um, couldn't resist taking the bite of uh, pomegranate, I guess it was, and um, ended up spending, you know, half of her life in Hades and half of her life up on the planet Earth. Um, I think to tell the whole myth would probably take up too much time, but it is sort of this, uh, the, the you know, illusion of the thing where I, you know, I can't resist take, biting the fruit. It, it's almost sort of the Adam and Eve story, too, in a way. You know, you can't well, resist taking the bite of the apple and going going that uh, direction where you know you shouldn't go, probably. <laughs> well, 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 the apple I can't resist uh, biting into is uh, your new album, and unfortunately, what it has done to me is uh, made me run out of time. Right? Oh no! <laughs> so I, uh, I want to say thank you so much for being with us. Real quick, tell people where they can get the album. Yes, it's available. The actual hard copy album is available on cdbaby.com. And then it's also available on iTunes. And any information you want to get is on my website, which is victoriablyes.com, B-O-Y-T-H-E. Okay. That, well, Victoria, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, next time you're in L.A. and or maybe next time up, 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 
I'm up in Northern California. This is Victoria Bly. The album is Silver Flyer. It's available at CD Baby and iTunes and on our website. I really recommend you get the hard copy CD. It's beautifully done. It's got the lyrics in it. It's the it's the kind of art that uh, music should be. We're going to have to take a break now. And when, thank you. When we return, we're we're going to enter a totally different musical universe. We're going to enter the universe of Polaris Rose, the power couple of Los Angeles alt-rock. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, and we're back here with Music Friday Live, and uh, we are like I say, we're going to enter a different musical universe with Polaris Rose, the power couple of L.A. alt-rock. But first, we have an important word from our wonderful sponsor, Solar City. Solar City is a huge win-win for homeowners, and solar power is a huge win-win for homeowners. But a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar power because of the upfront cost. Well, with Solar City, you can go solar for zero upfront cost on approved credit. That's right, you pay nothing. Solar City will come out and they'll install a solar system on your home for free. You only pay for the power you use, just like you do from the utility company. But, you know, the sun's making half of your power, so your monthly bills are a lot less. Solar City pays for the system, it insures the system, it maintains the system. All you have to do is enjoy the savings. So if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. Call Tina at Solar City. That's right. That's my rep at Solar City, Tina. And here's her number. You ready to write this down? You knew I was going to give you a phone number. 909 618 6937. That's 909-618-6937. And if you tell Tina that I told you to, to, to call her, she'll give you a discount on your order. So that's 909-618-6937. Well, all I can say about our next guests is that I just love them, right? This is the duo that... Um, uh, goes by the band name Polaris Rose. It's Peter Anthony and Madeline Elise, and they are the power couple of the L.A. alt-rock scene. When they get on stage, they just quiet the room, and then they rock the house. They're that good. And their recordings are right up there with their live shows. They're melodious, they're precise, they're emotional, they're complex, they're elegant, and they're a great trip. Nobody can do what they do, partially, I think, because of the chemistry between these two very talented and very skilled musicians. Madeline's bass and Peter's guitar work is unique. It personifies the word awesome. In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say that Maddie is probably one of the best bassists in the L.A. rock scene today, even though she hasn't been playing it that long. So I could listen to Polaris Rose all night, and I'm actually I'm going to get that opportunity with their CD release party tonight in, in Hollywood, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But right now, right now, I want to introduce them because they are here with us. Maddie and Peter, welcome back to Music Friday Live. Thanks for having us. Hi, Patrick. Well, tonight's the night, the CD release party for Telescopes, your new, your new album, and I know you're excited. So how long has this been coming? When did you first conceive of the idea for this album? Oh, wow. This has been in the works for, uh, God, a year now, Peter? Roughly about a year? Um, well, really, we we started doing this record back in March, and we finished it in August. So we did it pretty quick, but the songs have been, uh, I guess, written over the years. We just kind of demoed a lot, uh, thirty plus songs, and we chose our favorites and and put this record out there. 
Well, those of us who follow your Tom, your Tumblr blog or, or just read it on your website know that, as you said, you rough out about 30 songs, demos I think you call them, and then you flesh out the ones you like and whittle them down to 12 or 13 that you really like. Is that a lot of work or is it a lot of fun or both? Uh, it's both. It's um, The rewarding part is you know getting the songs done and like hearing them sort of fleshed out a little bit more, but then... Uh, Having to make the call on what's right, what's not, you know, sometimes you make a, a really nice song that just kind of doesn't fit, and it's a little unfortunate, but, you know, you have to make the call to, to cut it. Well, work or fun, it, it certainly works for me, and uh, you've already released two singles from the CD, and and actually, I'm, I'm going to play one of them because it, it really shows off the, the kind of harmony that you do. This is a perfect view. Now, that sounds like the story of somebody leaving the city of Boston for a new career in L.A. Uh, is that your story? You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> it the first song we wrote when we moved out here, actually. <laughs> so, so what is the perfect view? Uh, you know, it's a mix of two things. It's, you know, getting out of Boston and starting a life and a new journey out here, but then it's also finding that perfect view, that perfect person that you can do what you love with. Which is the basis of mm. the line that you... Now, now <laughs> I think, is that the basis of the line, you can't hide the smile on your face? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, having lived in both Boston and Los Angeles, I applaud your um, your decision to... <laughs> Moved, moved to my hometown here in in uh, Los Angeles. <clears throat> Incidentally, when I first showed up in Boston to go to college, it was in September, and I came directly from L.A., and I didn't even have a coat. I had no clue. So That's crazy. Yeah, it was. I learned quickly. Uh, now, the video that goes with <laughs> the video that goes with that song, I, I think, is really precious, and and I think I actually know where you filmed it. Did you shoot that up on Kicker Drive in Brentwood, and some of it at the Palisades? Uh, some of it was at the Palisades, and then some of it was up in Runyon. Oh, Runyon. Yeah, some Creek. of it was uh, some of it was Malibu State Creek Park. Uh huh. Okay. All those places looked very familiar when I looked at the video. Now, where, where did you get the great footage of the 1950s? Um, we have actually, we spent a lot of time uh, kind of curating um, sort of old footage like that because we, we use it frequently as kind of a motif in all of our videos. So we, we spent a lot of time hunting around for stuff like that. We do the same thing actually with uh, audio samples too. Well, I think it was perfect. And speaking of perfect, I in uh, perfect views, I want to I want to play a little bit of the title song. This is this is uh, telescopes. It's it, it's a way of looking at the world through your title songs, and more accurately listening to it. So here's telescopes.
I love that that hook in there uh, that you that you sing, Peter. Now, where did the title and the idea come from? The the whole idea of telescopes. Well, telescopes as a song, I I wrote it to have this sort of lost at sea, you know, sort of metaphor behind it. But right now I was just thinking about, um, you know, being an artist and trying to pursue, you know, any sort of musical career is, you know, it's, it's tough and you, you tend to doubt yourself. and But you always kind of focus on that one point in the sky and you keep driving towards it. It's actually, you know, really... We've had the song for a while, and I think it was one of the first songs we wrote that was like, oh, that's the kind of style that we really want to do a whole project with. And that was the start of Polaris Rose. Originally, the song was titled Polaris, um, and that's kind of where we got our band from, actually. Hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, I understand that, that you mixed that song at home with a couple of dogs in your laps. Is that right? Um, true story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I- anyone who works with dogs in the studio is on the top of our list. There's actually two dogs <laughs> at Music Friday Live Studio. Although we've learned not to leave them in during the broadcast because every now and then you have what's known as a squirrel eruption. I, I, I guess that's yeah. not a problem. <laughs> I, right. A squirrel eruption. I love that. <laughs> Well, people who have dogs would understand that completely. But but seriously, um, you decided to. I, I take it you have a, a home studio where you can do things like 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 mix this. Yes, yeah, we do. We uh, we do a lot of it at home. A lot of the guitars and things like that, that I do. Uh, we do have a friend um, named Jan Perchuk who helps us record vocals. We've worked with him on all of our albums and our uh, first two EPs. And uh, our drummer Kyle Ferrer uh, has a home studio. And that's been really great. We just kind of show up at his place, and he tracks, you know, great drum takes, and then I get to bring them home and, you know, hear how they make the whole song sound better. So you sit there with earphones on and a dog in your lap and make wonderful music. Uh, two dogs. Two dogs. Three, three dogs. dogs. Yeah, three you dogs have, now. Well, that's right. Now. You got a new puppy, didn't you? We did. She's precious. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, you know what? I, I'm, I'm getting emails here. Um, I just got one from a, a Liz Jacobson in Los Angeles who wants to know, where did you get an apartment that allows you to have two dogs? And now you're telling well, me you have three dogs. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll, we'll put it out there that we haven't told our landlord. Ah, <laughs> uh, Okay. All right. Well, actually, we're getting a couple of more. E- we've got some more emails uh, for you all. I guess your friends are listening. Uh, Silly Girl in Austin says that your kind of music would go over really well in Austin. You ought to come out here and play. We've got a lot of clubs that you would resonate well with. You ever played we in Austin? Actually, yeah, we play South by in Austin. We'll be down there again this year. Um, my my sister lives out there, so we, we're actually down there quite a bit. Okay, silly girl, uh, watch for them. You're uh, in Austin, and uh, maybe you're going to be in South by uh, this uh, coming yeah, year? Yeah, we'll be at that. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Music Mary in Madison says, who plays the guitar and who plays the, the bass? Well, Peter plays the guitar and, um, and and you play the bass, Maddie. But then she, she adds in there, it sounds like you've got three guitars. Are you actually echoing them while you're playing them? Uh, we we overdub. It's just a common sort of little recording technique. Um you know, we like to really layer up things. We don't we don't limit ourselves to just a guitar and a and a, and a bass, as you can probably tell. Well, I've so seen we go about play, it with just the whole the whole production. Well, I've I've seen you play live, and you do the same thing while you're playing live. So you you have the electronics to do that on in your pedal box or or with you um, there. What, what's kind of funny is when you you know when you play live, you, it, it sounds so much richer and louder that you kind of. It, it, it's, when you're listening on headphones, you really need, like, you know, guitars doubled and things like that. But live, you don't. And you wouldn't even really be able to tell the difference. Okay. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to, speaking of playing live, uh, let's let's talk about the CD release party. Tell us about it. Well, it's tonight at Hotel Cafe. We play a ton of 10 p.m. sharp. There's a $10 cover. 
Uh, we're really, really, really excited. It's gonna. It's actually our first official, official CD release. Um, we put out the two EPs, but we never really did a, an EP release show per se um, because we just didn't have the time, so we just played out. But uh, we're we're really excited about this one. We've got some great people coming out, some cool surprises in store. So. And actually, just to go back to what you were talking about with the doubling guitars, we have a second guitar player joining us tonight. So we will sound oh, really? bigger. Really? So this is, this is <laughs> going to be a a very interesting uh, a very interesting show tonight. Um, we've got I think we have some people trying to call into the to the studio here, and they're calling on the wrong line. So if you want to call and talk to the uh, to our guests, it's three four seven two one five seventy five eleven. It's not the studio number, and I'm going to tell my producer to turn off that bell out there. Sorry about that. Um, are you going to be sneaking some new songs into the album cuts t- uh, t- tonight at the, the release party? Um, I'm for us. Well, I'm not, when you say new songs, do you mean our set tonight, we're mostly playing songs from Telescopes. We're okay. not going to, we're just going to play one song from our first EP. Okay. Um, All right. Well, let me just even newer than that. No, no, we're still oh, holding on to those. All right. Well, let me uh, remind everybody that um, Hotel Cafe is uh, in Hollywood. It's on Coenga between Hollywood Boulevard and Sunset. And you actually have to go around the back. It, it does not have a front entrance. There's this funny little alley. It's one of those great uh, Hollywood clubs. In fact, it's uh, a legendary Hollywood club. So that's tonight at 10 o'clock at Hotel Cafe on Coenga between uh, Hollywood and Sunset. Will people be able to get autographed copies of the uh, the CD uh, there after the show? Yeah, everyone who comes will get a free copy of the, the CD. Okay. All right. Well, back to music. Uh, one of the wonderful things I love about your music is that it's expansive. You sing about large vistas, large ideas, and you reflect the grandness of the, the lyrics in the notes. And, and one of my favorites uh, in, in that is, is this one coming up. Uh, it's uh, called Cityscape. So let's listen to a little bit of this. Is such an uplifting and inspiring song. Well, at least, at least to me. Uh, where did that uh, music come from? Um, <laughs> good question. I, I know when we wrote the lyrics, we were thinking back to um, actually living in Boston and um, just how cold it would be. I'm sure you remember, Patrick. You know, when you're oh. walking around all bundled up, hands shoved down in your pockets, and for me, a lot of the times, I would have a, a guitar strapped on my back and. I, I guess I was kind of thinking back. It's, it's a similar idea to the song Telescopes. It's just looking back at at where we were before and what that feeling was like. You, you were never one of the the uh, guitarists playing down in the T in the winter, were you? No. <laughs> oh, okay. No. <laughs> All right. Because I used to feel sorry for those people. They froze. <laughs> And, and there was there was one one woman actually who was very very good who was always at the the MIT T stop where, where I got out and uh, mm-hmm. I, I wound up probably giving her a dollar a day because she was she was she was the only person I've ever seen who could play while she was blue. So, I'm oh, glad I love you, yeah, I'm glad you didn't do that. Well, you've been in LA now for for a couple of years. And L.A., of course, is the the music capital of the United States. Sorry, Nashville, but we really are. Um, how how has it changed your music? Oh, that's a good question. Um, 
I think it, it. I wouldn't say necessarily that it's changed our music, but more of like how we're choosing to get it out there, and how we're 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 trying to stay true to who we are. Um, but getting uh, LA is all about the scene, and it, to me, what's so beautiful about music and cityscapes for me was kind of like the idea of like you know, like you said, LA is the music capital of the world, and there's all these amazing musicians here. Like, you can't, there's not a night of the week you can't go out and listen to great music. And it's about bringing everyone together and building that community. And, you know, did that make sense? <laughs> well, yes. And, and uh, you're absolutely right about you can go out every night and listen to great music and uh, the community. I mean, that's essentially what I do, right? Um, and are you saying that the, the kind of experience expansive, melodious alt-rock that you do, you also did in Boston that you you just do it now with more sunshine? Um, I, you know, it's it's somewhat similar. Our taste, songwriting and everything haven't changed too much. But I would say before, back in Boston, before that, living in Seattle, um, it would be a little bit more, um, I don't know, I, I think it's matured since we got here. Okay. Our song right. structures have uh, become slightly less weird, <laughs> and um, <laughs> we're a little bit more focused on just melody and content rather than making strange uh, arrangements. Well, what I would say, and because I've been following followed you now for almost a year, is that um, I wouldn't call it weird. I would say more sophisticated. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I like that. That. Yeah, all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay with that. You, you'll, you'll take that. All right. And 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 part of that is I, is I mentioned in my my introduction that I really appreciate your bass playing, uh, Maddie. That you seem to have a way of uh, interweaving the bass with with uh, the percussionist that I don't I, I don't think I've seen very often. And uh, do you, have you actually sat down and figured that one out, or did it just sort of come naturally? You know, it just sort of comes naturally. Um, I just try to play what fits, at least in my head fits. <laughs> so. Well, bass players are known, you know, to, to kind of uh, stand in the back and space out and not really be a part of whatever's going on. And you're very actively a part of it. And you're right up there. Mm-hmm. You Not only do you push your, your music out with the percussion, but uh, you, you're an essential part of the music. You're not that you're normal bass player. And I oh, guess that's just you. you huh? I, uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. I work hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, 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 that shows. Well, it also shows in another song and another song that uh, is quite expansive that I've really enjoyed. Uh, and uh, this is sort of dear to my heart because it's about radio, but I'm not sure about the message. So let's listen to a little bit of Radio XYZ. is an earworm it's not just because it's about radio that uh, it's one that i could just listen to over and over again now there's a story there and there i i don't think this the story has much to do with the line that peter sings i'm better off alone i think with 
having a beautiful and talented woman in his life like you, Maddie, he's probably not better off alone. So, uh, <laughs> all right. so what's going on there? Well, at Radio XYZ was about moving forward. You know, Peter and I um, have a lot of baggage in Boston. And uh, getting to move out to the West Coast at the time was what we both needed. And, you know, it can, for us, it was about relationships. It was, a, you know, I, I left my best friend in, in Boston, and he left some of his closest friends in Boston. And it was just moving forward, you know? The, the real idea is to... Is is in the course where we're talking about you know if we had the chance to go back we wouldn't. It's best okay. to move forward. So and and that's kind of the basis for I'm better off alone. Oh, that was just for some dramatic flair, I think. Okay. Yeah. The idea of somebody <laughs> leaving behind uh, somebody and kind of being okay with just being on their own. And it could, and and to confuse people like me who really listen closely to the lyrics. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, well I you also... know. Uh, Go ahead. I wouldn't say you know we a lot of times with our lyrics we we like to tell stories. Okay. All right. Well, just so you know, I also listen carefully to the music, and I actually I've been listening to that one with my studio headphones on, and I caught the movement of the music from one side to another at the very beginning, and that was very nicely done. And then that leads me to ask. You sounds like you spend a lot of time on the details of the arrangements and and the production. Is is that true? Yeah, well, absolutely. Um, we definitely put in a lot of time. And and that was you a. Know, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Because the studio's at home, you know, it's it's basically every waking hour of the day that we're home, it's recording and focusing on that stuff. So some people would say that means you never get to leave work, but I suppose in your case yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Well, I, 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 let me just say that that, that the way you did that at the beginning is it, it's very nice, and it 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 made me come back and listen several times, and uh, I want to make sure all of our our uh, listeners know that there's lots of little details like that in there. This is very not only are the lyrics sophisticated, but the production is very sophisticated. Well. After the release party tonight, uh, are you going on the road or to promote the album? Or are you going back into the studio? Or are you taking a vacation? A little bit of both, actually. <laughs> um, vacation? No, no, we don't know what that word means. But uh, <laughs> we are. We're going to definitely be um, playing a little bit more, um, and probably not necessarily touring. Meaning, you know, we're not going to hop in a bus and drive around or anything. But we're definitely going to, you know possibly visiting places like Austin and New York and Seattle and playing some shows. But we're, you know, we're kind of still what feels right. One thing we've already started doing is demoing another batch of, you know, 30-plus songs. So. Wow. <laughs> uh, you never stop, but I'm glad you never stop because that means people like me get to listen to your fabulous music. Well, we've been having so much fun listening to your fabulous music and talking about it that the clock has caught up with us. So, uh, Maddie and Peter, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, Peter Anthony and Madeline Elise, the power couple of L.A. alt-rock known as Polaris Rose. And if you uh, are in SoCal, you can see them tonight at the Hotel Cafe in Hollywood on Coenga between Sunset and Hollywood Boulevard. That's 10 p.m. Get there early. Stop by and say hi to me. I'll, I'll be there. And in the meantime, you can pick up the album at their website. Real quick, if you're still on the uh, – tell us what your website is. ClarisRose.com. Okay. All right. There it is. So have a great time tonight. I'll see you tonight. And uh, let me just tell everybody that you've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O. Heffernan from Blog Talk Radio, Cyber Station USA, and our radio affiliates around the country. You can get real-time updates on our guests on our Twitter feed and our Facebook page. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. So download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com or on iTunes. Be here next Friday. The ethereal alt-rock group, We Are Twin, joins us at 11.05. And in segment two, 
Randy Wooten of Willow Dean is going to be with us. You've seen him on television. You've heard his music everywhere. So be with us and have a great musical weekend.